Um, welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown. Brad, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Zaina. It's uh, it's a nice March day here. We got, Did we lose or gain an hour of sleep? We, we lost. Because we, no, we lost? Yeah, we like spring forward. So an hour okay. gets skipped. Okay, so that's why I'm a little bit more tired today. That, that makes <laughs> sense. But yeah, other than that, I'm doing great. Weather's awesome. great here. Good Sunday. Yeah. How about you? It is. It has been a pretty relaxing Sunday. And actually, I was going through my, like, you know how Snapchat gives you, like, one year ago today's, um, like, for memories you've saved. Mm -hmm. So this weekend, yesterday, um, I was with my friends and I got the one year ago today thing from Snapchat. And it was the day that I went home last year for COVID. So I thought that would be an interesting thing for us to talk about since it was exactly one year ago that all of us had our last day of school and had to go home. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing to talk about. I think it's something that everyone's kind of thinking about and talking about amongst themselves. Like, man, what a year everyone's been through up until then to since now, especially like you know, even from an emotional level, like how people thought of COVID or what their initial thinking of like the disease was like, um, you know, I remember, yeah, I remember sitting at work. I work at Ladder 19 and like, uh, <laughs> we, they were just sitting there and they're like, uh, wow, like get ready for weeks of partying, you know, and that was not the case. That was not the case. Very quickly, it turned from, uh, you know, something that no one really knew about, and then everyone knew all about. And and then, obviously, the lockdowns and quarantine had a lot to do with that. But, yeah, it's really interesting looking back on the year ago today. Um, this time last year, we would be leaving. So you were going home. We were currently getting out of New Orleans for the AMA National Conference, which right. was, I mean, I think we talked about it a lot with Aaron on our first ever podcast, but mm -hmm. one of the craziest experiences ever as far as like, I don't know, like being a part of something like that. Like, I, I don't really remember another time in, the, in my lifetime where so many people were maybe confused it was the exact like yesterday was the exact day that they labeled it a global pandemic so we're really kind of on the ball of what happened a year ago and uh -huh. i don't know there's just so much that's changed since then and it's crazy that those you know those first few weeks there was so little like worry about it and now here we are <laughs> no that's like that's so true um one of our professors said that if there was even like one case anywhere like close to us if it hit like our Cincinnati area at all um, or anywhere around us, she would like automatically make the class online. And all of us were like, mm, no way. Like there's like there, there's like one case um, like super far away somewhere else in the US. And we're like, that's not gonna happen. And like a few weeks later, we all got sent home. And we're like, oh my God. And then <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks got it, and I know, I it, it just that. went downhill from there. It's, right, yeah, I as remember. Soon as Tom Hanks got it. No, yeah, as soon as Tom Hanks got it, 
I feel like everyone was like, frick, like it's real. <laughs> um, last year when my mom came to pick me up because I was a freshman at the time, I was living in the dorms. Um, she told me to like bring my stuff with me, like at least like as much as I possibly could. Um, mm-hmm. And I like refused to because I was like, we're going to come back because like at the time we were only going to like spring break was extended by like two weeks or something. That's right. That's right. That's what they did for mm-hmm. And I was like, no, like we're going to come back. I'm not moving my stuff out because we're going to just have to move back in. And my mom was like getting mad at me. <laughs> but It's like, no, it's and I'm never even stubborn, but I was just so like convinced that we were going to come back. Um and then obviously a few weeks later, we had to drive all the way back and get the rest of my stuff. But um, it's so weird to think that like, as we started to like quarantine and like, as I started to do school online, like we just kind of realized, oh wait, it's going to be like this for a little bit. For a while. Yeah. I mean, how did you handle those first couple of weeks? Cause I think it was, I mean, tough for everyone, but it was. definitely everyone had different things that they were dealing with at the time so what was that experience like for you in those like first couple weeks of everything being shut down I think the first like three days I was really annoyed um I just didn't get to go back to school because I loved being here um but after like those few days I was like I feel like I was a little more positive about it than like a lot of people around me were um I thought it was fun. Like I got to be home, spent so much time with my family and I hadn't in so long. And I feel like we got, we all got a lot closer and it just like, it just felt like a, like a little break, I guess, or just, I don't know, change of scenery, which I really liked until, because at the time we were supposed to quarantine for like two weeks or three weeks or something. But then once like that didn't, and um, after those few weeks, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and I definitely I didn't like online school. I thought it was harder than going to school in person because I'm not like internally like structured, really. Like I, I depend on like outside sources providing that structure for me. Um, and so it's hard to like kind of force myself and like give myself schedule so like school wise and stuff I feel like I struggled a little um with that adjustment but that was one of my biggest things that it's so interesting um when when everything did transition like okay I'm gonna be honest I was one of those people who was a little bit in the negative like you said like probably around you I was very anti school going virtual. But I think a lot of that was because our teachers weren't really prepared for what they had to get into. And mm-hmm. a lot of me, you know, there was a lot of spite in, in myself um, okay. just because, you know, we pay for this education and all that. But, um, you know, you have to have a lot of empathy in a situation like that, I think, because, you know, sure. put yourself in those students or those professors um situations they've been teaching the same course the same way for however many years right and however context they feel and they've gotten it to the where the point they wanted or or working towards and and all that's interrupted right so i always try to think about that it's a really difficult sometimes especially oh man math i feel like math (laughs) anything i know i just say it because maybe it's just towards me but uh those sort of 
sort of classes was something that I really struggled with. And like you said, like the structure, um, you know, that that's something that it's very interesting that we we all had to force ourselves to kind of make our own schedules, um, a skill that's definitely important in life and definitely can be used in a bunch of different areas. But, you know, uh, a blockade to to maybe what what's the best way for you to learn, because if, if you were given those set hours in a day where you had to be in class, you had to get up, go think right. about preparing for the class and then coming back and then maybe doing the homework later on that night rather than doing it all lecture, then homework, all virtually, all staring right. at your computer, no human social interaction. I mean, that's really my biggest part of this whole thing is is our generation's, you know, dying ability to, to <laughs> socially interact you, you know like it's, uh, true. it's crazy to think like okay we are this generation that's becoming like so positive and so one-minded or not one-minded sorry that's the wrong word um more empathetic i would say like just towards each other and wanting the world to be a better place and at the same true. time you know since this has happened i feel like we're separating more and more um, into our own individual little worlds. But yeah, that's most my scent on it. There are two yeah. cents on it, especially early on. No, for sure. Um, how did you spend your quarantine? I was, uh, I was up in Cleveland. So I went back to my mom's house. Actually, I was here in, uh, so <laughs> I went to Florida because I didn't think it was that real. Um, <laughs> so or sorry, I knew it was real. It was a really funny story, but we had already planned the trip and really me and my um, roommates and a couple of our friends were super safe as far as like Florida goes because we were on a beach that wasn't like a, it wasn't a public beach. There was no one else there. Like people were distanced from each other quite a bit. So it was a a nice place to chill. But at the same time, I didn't want to go home and potentially uh, spread it to my mom or my sister or anything like that. So yeah held down the fort here for like by myself for a couple of weeks. And like, I had two other friends here um, from spring break and we just watched like, <laughs> I don't know how many different like movies and TV shows we went through euphoria. Oh, such, such a good, a good movie, series. <laughs> such a good series. So I, ah, what else did we watch? But we just like cranked out like some of like the top 10 things like Tiger King, like everyone watched yeah. Tiger King at that this time last year, right. a bunch of docu-series like, so yeah, I did that. And then I went back up to, to Cleveland once I um, quarantined for, for two weeks and yeah, I enjoyed it with my mom. It was, it was nice, but um, it was really hard again, like trying to be in that math like student state for so long mm-hmm. um, in such a different sort of atmosphere, but we got through it. We got through it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no. That's a, no, sorry. One other thing I would, I used pointed to earlier and I completely forgot about this point. I forgot like when we originally went into quarantine, basically what the word was, was like, okay, if we just all don't do anything for two weeks, it'll just be good in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that was not the case at all. <laughs> no one ever listened, but, yeah, so that's true. That's so funny that, yeah, that's what we were sold on initially. It was it's going to be like two weeks, hunker down, right. we're all good. Exactly, and I think that's why it was frustrating after that point because like we weren't even close, and now we're like no. a year later, and there's it's it's still not like done. <laughs> no. So it's like crazy. Um, 
I never would have imagined that. I don't think anyone would have. Um, but yeah, I spent my quarantine pretty similarly. I watched so much TV and movies. Another big one at the time was like Outer Banks for like a lot of us. So we watched, I watched that. Um, that was just funny. Like the whole show has like, if I like see anything from it now, it just like takes me right back to like this time a year quarantine. ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like, you know, you're like family walks and like stuff like that. Um, but another thing I was doing around this time a year ago was interviewing for my position in the AMA now. So I talked to Brad um, and I think it's Piper at the time. Um, really? Oh. <laughs> and um, I interviewed for CMO and that was my first virtual interview. Um, and so little did I know that was a skill that I would have to get better at and that wouldn't be my only virtual interview. <laughs> um, yeah. but it's crazy to think that like my whole like term on exec has been virtual. We never really, everything that we planned over last summer, like we were like, oh, you know, at first it's going to be virtual, but like, we'll see what happens. Um, but it just uh, it just we had to stick to that plan right yeah I mean you bring up a ton of good points like well, again we talked about this earlier but me and Aaron had this beautiful plan beautiful plan <laughs> to expand the AMA to so much bigger than it was um and we will still plan and execute a lot on what we envisioned for those years but yeah we had to completely redo everything I will say like doing those virtual interviews like helped me a ton as far as like learning how to be in the virtual world because I mean we filled like 12 or 13 positions I remember like going to my mom oh, like this is crazy this <laughs> is crazy how many interviews I had because like, I was doing like four or five a day um crazy. But, yeah it was interesting we all kind of like yeah it, it was good I mean we obviously picked you know such a talented exec board um but yeah we had to transition and that's so funny because yeah my presidency has been completely virtual um mm -hmm. but um you know those are the cards you're dealt with in life sometimes and you gotta you know you gotta adapt that's I love like I love that our spirit was so you know towards adapting and trying to to keep that you know keep the drive going it's it's been a tough year for everyone's momentum i should say is like even with schoolwork you know virtual can just you know drag on and uh I, i'm very proud of the way the organization has been able to fight through some of that online fatigue no for sure i agree and also, I mean, without that, we probably wouldn't even have this podcast right now. So um, I think that true, true. <laughs> all of these changes kind of force people to once you get past your initial, you know, um, fear or anger or whatever, it just really sparks more creativity, which is a big thing that we need to remember. And um, I was going to ask you, what do you think you've learned um from this past year being virtual or what are some of your like takeaways what a great question like i really think like everyone's perspectives probably should have changed like it, like how they run their lives over the last year i think i cherish things so much more 
um, is a weird thing for me. Like I went to lunch with my mom yesterday and it was one of the best times I've had in weeks just because like we were out in a restaurant. I don't know. Like it was like, we went out to dinner. It's like all the, so the, the human the most basic human interactions are my favorite things. Like one of my least favorite things about COVID is I'm a big smiling guy. I like to smile. <laughs> so if I if I'm walking past someone, I'm gonna give them a big smile. Yes, like a, hey, too. how's it going? Totally yeah, get they that. They don't see the smile. <laughs> they don't see the smile. So I think like I don't know. I cherish like my friends. I cherish like being around people and being in the presence of people. Um I've tried to get better with that, like through virtual stuff for sure, because, you know, you can get really lost in like just being like, we do Z- how many Zoom meetings a week do we do? Like, you know, right. like you get, you can get lost in like just being trying to think of it as an obligation rather than a real conversation happening. And a real conversation requires focus, requires paying attention to the other person's and and how they're, they're reacting to what you're saying. Is imitations a word? I don't think so. It's but, a word. Um, I don't know if it meant what you were trying to say, but I, don't I think got so what either. you were trying to say. <laughs> what is the word I'm trying to say? Like movement, like they're, they're yeah. how they're reacting like they're expression to expression and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Their presence, their, their overall presence. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's something I, I really want to cherish more and, and try and, understand people's presences more that's a big takeaway for me mm-hmm. um no, that was and as far good. as like leaning exec and everything you know i've learned so much from you guys and uh your guys's work and being able to like stick with this year of uncertainty um so yeah i've learned a lot how about you what did no, you for sure that's a really good one and i definitely agree with everything you said um I think a big one for me was, um, I don't know, always looking on the bright side um, and kind of taking advantage of everything that comes, even though it might, the situation might not seem advantageous. Um, so like, like being virtual, like a hard thing about Zoom calls and stuff is it's easy to not pay attention. It's harder to have like you know, real conversations and they're always going to have little awkward pauses because you don't know when the other person's going to start talking, stuff like that. But um, I think that also with virtual, all of us have like, I guess, co-op wise, organization wise, um, we can talk to so many more people because being physically there isn't a barrier anymore. Because sometimes like if you're talking to someone from another state or city or even country, um, you can like talk to them now or it's not like weird to set up like online meetings. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because that's just what everyone's doing. And like even getting speakers for events, like you don't have to coordinate that much for them to be able to like come down to wherever you are. Like they can just tune in from a call. So I feel like it expands your network so much more than you ever could have imagined. And then um, um, you can like, fill in your schedule more like I think you can be involved with so much more virtually too because like 
you know, sometimes I have meetings that are like on the dot, like back to back, but I wouldn't be able to be involved if it was in person because I wouldn't have enough time to get from one place to another. So I think like that kind of convenience too, and being able to tune into whatever you're interested in, because you just have to log into your computer and you don't have to worry about the physical like barrier. Um, And so obviously I want things to go back to normal. I want to be in person. I miss all the in-person aspects of everything I'm involved in. Um, But I think it's also important to make sure you're taking advantage of the benefits that come with whatever's thrown at you. So I think that's well, well put. Things. You're so positive. That was <laughs> su- it was such a positive take. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Like that, a huge benefit I will say is like being able to just like run upstairs and hop into a meeting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's that's the convenience wise. It's it's unmatched. Um, but yeah, if if only we could like transport places. I know. Or teleport and yeah. <laughs> work right. I agree. Um, yeah. So, other than that, um, you know, we're we're sitting here a year from now. You know, what do you think, or what are you hopeful for, um, for for this next year? You know, um, obviously, we've seen a mass reduction of cases throughout the United States as well as a large, large number of the population starting to get vaccinated, vaccinated. Um, more and more throughout this. Yeah, yeah, more and more throughout the summer um, and could be like, you know, seeing some possible changes here coming up. Are, are you hopeful for the future? Are you hopeful for a, a nice junior year? I'm very hopeful. I'm very excited. I feel like a little too excited. I feel like it might it's definitely going to take some time to get back to normal completely. I feel like I'm kind of jumping the gun a little because I hear that like one in 10 Americans are vaccinated. So I'm like, Oh my God, we're all going to be vaccinated soon, but I just need to like take a step back and, and be like, still be a little patient, but I'm really excited to, as you said earlier, um, get those opportunities to make those like in-person personal one-on-one connections with people. Um, do fun things like chapter dinner, <laughs> just such a little thing, but I haven't like gone into my like sorority house or had dinner with any of them in so long. Um, and then just in-person meetings, activities, like group activities where you don't have to worry about limiting the 10 people, um, like just retreats and things like that. Like that's going to be so fun in person again. Um, and so I think, that's what I'm most excited for. And also like seeing my family. Um, I didn't get to see them much because they don't live like I've seen my immediate family, but extended family, they don't live very close by. So hopefully I'll get to see them soon. Um, and just, yeah, just filling back in on those experiences that were missed within this past year. And really, as you said, cherishing them while I can actually like experience them. Yeah, I agree. And concerts. Oh my God. Concerts. concerts. You're so right. <laughs> I need concerts back in my life for sure. Me too. That, that's a, an adrenaline rush like no other. I oh, I agree. Well, I'm hopeful too, Zaina. I, I know it's been a tough year for, for all, all humans on earth. So um, the one thing we can do is share in the, in the grind together and hopefully 
in 2021, we have a much more positive year. It'll be like the Roaring Twenties once again. And uh, the AMA will be back and better than ever. <laughs> For sure. Um, Brad, you've done a great job as president. I know that this probably was not what you were expecting, but I think you did a great job of hyping up our team and their members or and our members um, to still stay motivated and uh, keep getting, continuing to get good things out of the AMA. So um, thanks for talking to me about one year ago today. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. That was so kind. <laughs> and you are a great chief marketing officer. <laughs> Thank you. And a great podcast host. You so, too. So, yeah, we will see you all next week.